A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Look at your cute pink little stuff you have going on. Yes, I'm trying. I love um, it. Oh, I already hit record. Hey, that's <laughs> perfect. perfect. Well, um, if you guys didn't hear that, that was uh, Shelby wishing everyone Happy Valentine's <laughs> yes. Day. And this is Ashley, and welcome back to, um, I guess, the Valentine's edition of yeah, it's really podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it works It works well because we're, we're going to be talking about the Great War. Yes. And I feel like in any great love story that, that you've read, there's mm-hmm. been conflict. Mm-hmm. And so I feel yeah. like this ties perfectly into valentine's day yeah this will be released on thursday but still it's valentine's weekend (laughs) i'm going on a valentine's day on friday oh well perfect yeah keep the love going exactly um no i think it's a good it's a good choice i i feel like we've covered a lot of love songs with midnights as we've discussed taylor loves to stay up at night and pine for the love she already has um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good for her yeah. but um this is the first of the 3 a.m tracks so especially yeah. especially up at night she's feeling it she's she's torn up about it and i yeah. think that reflects in the content of the song um the depth of the song it was one of my i liked it on first mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. i think it stood out it stood the test of time too over the last few months um, but you chose it, and I'm curious I why. Did. Um, it's funny because I was actually listening to the album yesterday, and this one just kind of like hit a little different. And I was like, "Oh, I need to pick a song." And I was like, "Ooh, I like this song." And then when I sent it, you're like, "Oh, that's a deep one." And I was like, "Ooh, shoot!" <laughs> I was like, and I sent it the day before. I was like, "That's a yeah. lot of pressure." So then I was like, "Well, we could do a, and this one, this one, this one, this one." But then I ultimately was like, "Let's just do this one." We don't have a lot of. Taylor Swift news to go over. She was not, like everyone hoped, a guest star at the Super Bowl. So there's nothing to talk about that. Did people think that? Yeah, because in the clip, it's like there it it says there's been two hundred and how what song? There's been two hundred and something eighty nine days. Two hundred and ninety-four days since our our love blackout. And in the Super Bowl clip for Rihanna, it says it's been two hundred and what odd days since she's been on a stage and then similar to the intro of our podcast but the (laughs) intro of reputation is like taylor swift taylor 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 Taylor." and that's how the rihanna um intro was or the 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 like teaser the teaser was so everyone was like oh my gosh it can't be a coincidence and in 2015 she once said she'll never take the stage with taylor and then they also sang this is what you came for together so it's just kind of why did rihanna say that I have no idea. I think this is after – this must have been – maybe it was in 2018 she said that because I'm wondering if that was like after the whole Calvin Harris drama. I don't know why she oh, said that. Oh, right, but right, it was a headline. Right. I was like, what is the relationship between Rihanna and Taylor? But I yeah. forgot that song completely. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. No, I did not pay any attention. I forgot it was the Super Bowl. I also haven't gotten around to watching the Rihanna bit yet because we don't have cable, so we didn't even have it on. Yeah. And so I haven't even like gone to watch the video. So that was just totally not on my radar. So yeah. thank you for updating me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we all know that her guests, I mean, you know this, 
obviously, I'm sure everyone does, her the guest appearance was her pregnant belly. Yes. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Which I also feel like I missed out on because the instant I saw a picture of like her doing it, I was like, oh, she's pregnant. But then it yeah. turns out everyone didn't want to say that at first because they were well, like, uh. Because, well, c- coming from someone who is currently working with her postpartum belly, my body mm. is different. She just had a baby totally. in May 2022. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I didn't want to throw, like, oh, she's pregnant, she's not pregnant, because she did have a baby less than a year ago. So yeah. it could just be her embracing totally. her body, but then everything about her performance, like yeah. her outfit, there's yeah. just so many things. Her belly touching. Like, yeah, yeah her belly touching. I was like, she's pregnant, right? She's yeah. pregnant, right? And you don't want <laughs> that person who's like, yeah. no, I'm, I just still have a – yeah. belly yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. no it was, a, it was a good look um yeah but yeah other than that really nothing I mean we're mm-hmm. coming on I keep saying that but time just keeps trickling by so slowly I'm like oh it's almost torrid <coughs> it's still freaking like early February so I know it's almost early a month February. it's <laughs> almost a month it's gonna be fun it's gonna be exciting um I, I have no idea what to expect I know I know Ooh. it'll I I keep having anxiety dreams about it, like yes. weird, different yes. <laughs> anxiety dreams. Or I'll be like listening to Taylor Swift on Shuffle and I'm like, if I don't hear this song, I will literally die. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, what if it's, what if it's mainly like, you know, I don't know. What if it's mainly Midnight's tracks and then I don't get these throwbacks I wanted? Or what if she doesn't yes. do vault tracks? Like, what if we don't – I mean, obviously, she'll do the all-too-well 10-minute version, which it's like, that's great. It'll be good. But that's when we have seen performed live, whether it's yeah. on, you know, um, SNL or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, like, see – I want a Mr. Perfectly Fine moment, you know? Yes. There's so many stuff that she's given us. And like you said yesterday, I was also listening to the Eras tour, and I was like, "Is it actually going to be an Eras tour? Is she calling it the Eras because Midnight's goes throughout the Eras?" Like, yeah, I don't know what to prepare myself for. I'm I know. right there with you. I feel like I saw someone say it'll just mainly be heavy, like the last four albums that she hasn't toured, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's great." And I need like Death by a Thousand Cuts. I need um, Champagne Problems. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I also think the fun of it will see be seeing how she mixes in these like old hits and yes, the which she always she always mixes in her old hits. So I'm sure I we'll know. get that. But we have those vault tracks, like yeah. Mr. Perfectly Fine. You said that yeah. like I would love to see her perform that. Like those were like big hitters from yeah. her re-releases. And like if Death by a Thousand Cuts is a B oh. stage acoustic, I will throw hands. Like I. I need Death by a Thousand Cuts to be like getaway car on reputation. It needs yeah. to be a moment. Mm-hmm. It needs to be like give me dancing, give me pyrotechnics. Like that's yeah. what I want <laughs> yes. more than anything. Oh. And if it's just relegated to like an acoustic version, which again, we saw on like City of Lover. I love it. I think she did it with the like the Tiny Desk series. It's a She's great acoustic it. song. But I want it. Yes, I want it <laughs> on a pedestal. Yes, with yes. the spotlight. So that's mm. what I'm manifesting mainly. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, 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 hopefully. Fingers crossed. That's what she will do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I know. I know. We'll be talking about it again next week, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. this I mean, week we're, we're focused on the Great War. The Great War, like Shelby said, this is the first of the tracks. So she goes from mastermind to the Great War. So it's such a it's such a a shake up. She's yeah. talking about how she's a mastermind. She's got this guy. She loves him. She made it happen. And then it like switches <laughs> modes to talking about the Great War. And I'm really yeah. interested in hearing your first take of it. You went through it. You you have in your mind who it's about. Mm-hmm. When you first listened to this, did you think it was about the person you think it's about now? Yeah. I 100% – heard this I like knew the Great War is referential to World War One, which mm-hmm. is what it was called at the time yeah. um and it immediately gave me like older sister afterglow vibes like it yeah. seemed to be paired perfectly with that same story that same moment that same realization it's like when I listen to it actually I think I have my original notes from when I jotted down like oh you <laughs> like, guys we're in for a treat <laughs> I was like let's see Great War I like the sound um, uh, sweet ending about my hand blah, 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 all throughout the great roar and her answer to afterglow so I yeah. think it was like yeah it seems like I was just like oh yeah <laughs> yeah so I thought it was about Joe too but you know researching this and just being on TikTok and throughout the past couple of months I've heard a few interesting theories oh. two of them actually one of them is that this is actually about her and Carly Kloss you know she sings about my violets love. yes, yes. She's got some violets because it's like that the the violet sappho the hairpin yeah hairpin there's mm. there's that that the galer of it all mm-hmm. and in this song a theory is you know what if they actually got over this fight what if you know that that war that they had wasn't the end of it all that she forgave her and they continued on like that's her thinking in her mind at midnight what if I had done things differently oh right like what she's if? saying yes. they are currently over but she's yeah. up at 3 a.m being like if I'd done it differently maybe we'd still be together yeah so, so that's what I thought that was an interesting take mm-hmm. um not too heavily into that but I was like okay I was like I can definitely wrap my head around this one yeah the other one that I heard I thought was super funny and I read it on reddit actually this morning and there were multiple comments underneath being like yes Yes, yes, yes. And I'm not sure if they were sarcastic, but there's some people who are like, I buy this completely. They were like, oh, this is Katy Perry oh. and Taylor and their fight and how she took things too far wow. and how Honestly. she battling. I was just like, mm, no bigger fight no. in Taylor's life than dancers during the Red Tour. Yes. Like, she- <laughs> like, no way. That That is not happening. But people, and like, this person wrote like three paragraphs and like reading through it, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, no, it's like uh, that's the thing about like Taylor Swift as a writer is obviously there are diaristic elements, and you mm-hmm. can like sit here and be like, this is about Joe because it references this moment that's about mm-hmm. Joe, blah 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 blah. But she's also a writer who's using imagery and mm-hmm. like symbolism, and that means that you can obviously read into it other ways too. Like this is a relatable song, not because we're all sitting here being like, tell me more about Joe, but because we're like, man, we've been there before. We've had those fights before. This is such a beautiful and evocative way to talk about these 
shared human experiences mm-hmm. and and to reveal like pull back the curtain on like a really real like end of honeymoon phase type of yeah. um, make it or break it moment in a relationship. And so, yeah, I mean, and I don't, I'm like, I sometimes feel like I have to defend myself with Gaylor stuff because the anti-Gaylors can be so like hateful and act like it's mean. it's damaging Taylor yes. to, to theorize on this. And I think there's obviously a line and some people can cross it or like try to specifically outline like, oh, Taylor Swift didn't touch Joe's hand at this event and so it means this. Like, But looking at the music, like we're all here because we love analyzing these songs mm-hmm. and it's called Dear Reader, Not Dear Listener because she knows her audience is mainly people who love digging into the lyrics yeah, and some that. of that is because like the ultra personal the the fun of the easter egg hunt but a lot of it is because there's meaning to be had in these songs that go beyond just the sheer joy of listening to them mm-hmm. and if you're gonna say that she's a mastermind and that she lays these like details in there for us to pick up on as deep readers then it seems like you have to have space for people who want to see like, well, it's interesting that she uses these queer coded terms and it's interesting that she plants these themes throughout her, throughout her discography that could be read as queer. And I don't think that makes you a bad person to see those details, just like it doesn't make you a bad person to see the details of Joe or whatever other relationship. Katy Perry. Yeah. Or Katy Perry. Like (laughs) it's like, it's not harming Taylor. And I think a lot of people forget that because there is this sort of, what's the term? Like maybe an unhealthy dynamic where as a fan, you think Mm -hmm. she's paying attention to you. Well, she is. Come on. (laughs) You're right. I don't want to burst anyone's bubbles. (laughs) Um, But I don't think people theorizing and reading about a song specifically mm-hmm. not to not to break apart a current relationship or you know I, I don't know I guess I'm saying there's a fine line and it seems like there should be space to be able to be like this is what this song this is what stands out in this song to me like let's yeah. talk about it mm-hmm. and I think that's why a song like the great war that is so heavily symbolic and not so much like we were upstate we were driving we were at our house talking about your like you know, your your football days, like whatever. This is much more big picture. Mm-hmm. And I think that allows for interpretations that have multiple meanings. Yeah. I have two thoughts about that. The, the first thought is Taylor doesn't know that we read into it. And if it does, if the theories of Gaylor really does harm her, she would do everything she can to take those out. Like she would just yes. like, oh, Lavender Hayes. I like that phrase, but... Not that's queer it. coded. Nope. <laughs> Violet, queer coded. Like there's so many things. Hairpin trigger, that's out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if that was really damaging her and hurting her, she would not do that. She wouldn't yeah. have done, you need to calm down. She would not have done anything like that. And then the second thought I had while you're talking about um, like the Gaylers versus, I don't know what they call them, but there's people who are like, really like Taylor is not Taylors. I don't know what they call yeah, them. Yeah, like, like the... Kaylers, like they're still together type thing or no there's there's like two groups there's one group that's like pushing taylor swift and is is bisexual oh yeah there's another group that is pushing like like, do not do it and they're like yeah they like go at they go they go at at each other and i feel like 
both of these groups ruin everything because there's people mm-hmm. at far ends of these groups. Yeah. There's people who are very much Taylor is bisexual, gay, and they will bash you if you think or yeah. read the songs <laughs> any other way. And you have people on the other end that do that. So those two people on the opposite ends of the spectrum ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, just roll exactly. my eyes when I watch a TikTok that's like yeah. cursing you for thinking anything other than what yeah. they think. Yeah, exactly. And I think when I – yeah, I think that's really all we can say is mm-hmm. that I I walk away from this happily thinking like, oh, I see all the Joe, all one of it all. I see all mm-hmm. of Taylor's long-term partner all here. of it all. Yeah. <laughs> and whether she comes out and is like, JK, I've been living this seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo lifestyle Go, and Joe is always a beard, like – it's like, okay, whatever. That doesn't mm. change the song because the song is about a deep relationship that mm-hmm. she's invested in and it's now exploring like what what problems came up in that relationship. Yeah. So yeah, the dressing is like the details, but the meat of it is still like the lyrics of it all. Mm-hmm. Situation. Well, why don't we get into the lyrics of all? Do you have any background information for us? I know you're usually – Oh, I know. I, I didn't <laughs> – that's fine. Pull up any. I, I was like too into the lyrics on yeah, this one. Me too. So, and, and it's it's a bonus track. A lot of people yeah. loved it. It was. It is Aaron Dessner. Well. Yes. He only did three songs on this whole album, and this is one of them, which you can yep. immediately tell. It feels very much like this could have fit on Evermore very yep. easily. Yeah, it definitely could have. I could t- totally see that. Okay, so verse one, my knuckles were bruised like violets, sucker punching walls, cursed you as I sleep talked, spineless in my tomb of silence, tore your banners down, took the battle underground, and maybe it was ego swinging, maybe it was her, flashes of battle come back to me in a blur. Mm. I know, it's, just, it's like heavy, like it I have like stack, 10 pages stack, of notes. <laughs> I was actually I wondering what your notes looked like. <laughs> It's like, chaos. I'm very interested in her notes because mine are chaos, but I don't think they're anything compared to your notes. I'm always no, no. <laughs> when a song is this deep, I'm like, shall we give me give me the give me the the bread I'll and like butter? Print it all. I'll, I'll cross stitch it, and it'll be like a yes. wall mounted mural. <laughs> um, no, I just think there's so many beautiful images that she uses to immediately like get the emotion across, um, and so much of this verse is like setting up the like central tension, like it's mm-hmm. introducing the conflict. Yeah. And what's so f- interesting about the song is the conflict is so internal and she's constantly referencing that where she's like, I'm not punching you. I'm not fighting you. I'm sucker punching walls. I'm not talking to you. I'm not cursing you out. I'm cursing as I'm sleeping. I'm spineless in my tomb of silence. Like everything is internal when she's recognizing this like passive aggression in mm-hmm. how she's engaging with this battle that's not even physically happening it's all like mental and I think that's like that's such a bubbling up yeah exactly it's like coming out and she's like why is this happening and so then she starts to try and figure it out Mm -hmm. and that's like that's what's so fun about each of these lines you can break down every single visual and it's like almost every single word matters to what she's Mm -hmm. trying to present it's also very interesting like some of the words that she chooses because they Mm -hmm. necessarily don't make sense the way that that she writes them like sucker punching walls like that doesn't make sense because if i'm gonna sucker punch you (laughs) like you're not gonna know i'm 
I'm like, it's a surprise. I'm going to punch you. Yeah. It's like, surprise. <laughs> like, it just, it, like, it's an inanimate object. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting that she's like throwing that on there. And then, yeah. you know, she's like, and she brings in at the very end of his verse, like, I don't know why I'm doing it. Is it because of our egos? Is it because mm-hmm. of her? Who is her? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, and then the flashbacks of battle come to me in a blur. I'm like, what battle? Is it yeah. PTSD? Do you have PTSD from other past relationships mm-hmm. that are coming in and poisoning what you have? Yeah. Is it a fight you guys had? Like, what is it, Taylor? Like, yeah. And she keeps it a secret the whole time. Mm-hmm. But the two of them – they know, yeah. or at least she knows. He she might knows. just, he might just be lost. I know that when I'm mad at Lance, a lot of times, he's just like, he's like what's I'm going silent, on? I'm passive aggressive, I'm like huffing and puffing, and he's just yeah. kind of like, you take oblivious. the battle underground. Yeah, and it's like, he knows I'm mad, but he doesn't know why. Yeah, and I feel like this is where Joe and Taylor, or the subject. Yeah. of the song is coming in. <laughs> yeah. And the there's so many parallels to Afterglow where it's like, mm-hmm. my knuckles were bruised, reminds me of the line boxing with no gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived like an island, punished you with silence, this spineless in my tomb of silence, pinned your hands behind your back, took your, ba- took your banners down. Like she's not letting him fight because she's not letting him know she's yes wanting to fight. Like there's this. He, I think he knows. Yeah, think, he knows think, something's up. Yeah. He, know, he knows there's some kind of. There's not a white flag yeah. right here. There's something up. Yeah, and I think she's admitting it's cowardly, right? Like spineless means mm-hmm. she's not brave enough to like face it, and so she's taking it out. And I think that's why it's interesting the way she cites violets, which. Obviously, that ties into lavender. It ties into um, some queer-coded language. But Mm -hmm. also, violets as a flower symbolize this faithfulness and fidelity where um, I I was reading about different references to violets in, like, literature. And one of the most famous is in Hamlet, Ophelia, as she's going mad. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, I would give you some violence, but they withered all when my father died. And in the play, she's saying that to call out the infidelity of this king and queen who kind of their sins led to her father's death and now her mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. And she's not actually calling them out. She's just trying to hide behind this, like, don't you get it? Like, there's this angst to it. There's this, like, pining and this mourning. And she's like, like can't, can't I can't find the words to explicitly say what I want to say to you, so I'm just gonna try and like zing ya when you're not like thinking about it. <laughs> and I think that's what she's doing here, and that's why the maybe it was her feels to me like Taylor's kind of spinning out, and she mm-hmm. doesn't know what's bothering her, but she's remembering all her past selves, all her mm-hmm. past relationships, all the past problems in her relationships, and she's clearly been someone who has this blinding insecurity in relationships that she sings about in peace where she's like, oh, I've never had the courage of my convictions as long as danger is near and it's just around the corner because it lives in me. Mm -hmm. And she's, I think also in Lover, she says, I'm highly suspicious that everyone who sees you wants you. And in the Lover music video, even when she sings that song, it's like at the party and they get into a fight immediately after because she sees him like talking to another girl. And so I do feel like there's this element of she's like, she can't trust the men she's with usually, the people she's with usually, because she just is waiting for the ball to drop. She's waiting for someone to betray her. And so that's where it's like, 
it could be my ego. It could be me being like picking on you, but it could be that there's this like albatross around my neck that I can't shake where people have constantly burned me and Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for you to do the same. Yeah. Cause you can read the, maybe it was her kind of like how she, she talks about his ex, his ex lovers. Yeah. Cause like in ready for it, how many girls had he left in haunted in game? I don't want to miss you like the other girls do cowboy. Like me, the skeletons in both of our closets plotted hard to F this up paper rings with all our exes fights and flaws. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. be standing so tall, but then you also think of like, is her, Carly, like mm. Carly really, whether or not it was a romantic relationship right. or a friendship, she burned Taylor. Yeah. Like, is she still rearing, re- reeling from that? Yeah. Because whether or not it was love or not, or whether it was like a, a romantic love or not, that was still a heartbreak for oh, her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure. Like, is is her someone physical? Is it right thoughts? creeping up is it her insecurities like what is her I know it yeah. represents so much I know because it could also be like her anti-hero like alter ego like it's Hi, she it's knows me. yeah I'm the problem. it's, <laughs> it's the like, evil side yes. of her coming out glaring in the mirror being like because in that in the anti-hero music video she's like trained to say everyone's everyone will betray you or whatever is yep. on the chalkboard and she's like yes oh yeah I have to like stomach like this is a fact Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it too, where it's like this her can be Taylor. It can be herself. Mm-hmm. It can be the parts of herself she wishes was different, but like she can't quite shake the the public facing person, the the like, I don't know. I think it is like an interesting line where it's like it's provocative and it I is. think it's intentionally ambiguous because it matches her sort of panicked. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I don't trust us right now. And I think that that's like one of the heartbreaking parts of this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're, I'm also kind of like, did Joe cheat on her? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it because when you like yeah. read the rest of it, it's like, oh, like he did him. But like, yeah. is she throwing? <laughs> it's like she's projecting, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. It's like high infidelity. Yeah. Projecting. <laughs> is it from another relationship yeah. or is it because she's been a cheater before? <laughs> she's like, ah. <laughs> she's like, oh no. I don't think she cheated on him. I'm not yeah. putting that on her, yeah. um, but it's interesting because the first, the first, uh, I can't even think of it. The first verse is introducing this conflict, yeah. introducing the lead up to the war mm-hmm. and like what, why it came and how he was just kind of blindsided. Cause then we get into the chorus where the war is actually introduced all that bloodshed, crimson clover, uh-huh, sweet dream was over, my hand was the one you reached for all throughout the great war, always remember, uh-huh, tears on the letter, I vowed not to cry anymore if we survived the great war, if. And what I like about this um, chorus, and the, the chorus throughout the whole song, is that she changes stuff and she really mm-hmm. guides us through the through where they are in this fight because yeah. right now sweet dream was over and tears on the ladder those will change in the yeah. the courses to come so she really just does kind of guide us through their yeah. fight throughout the verses the bridge it's it's very interesting on like how she changes things up i know i love an attention to detail type of yeah. storytelling because often you know courses can feel repetitive like it's just mm-hmm. the hook over are and over the woods? Are we yeah the woods? <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> uh, it, and they work in different ways. Yeah. But this one is nice <laughs> because it does add to the story actively. Yep. And I think that sweet dream was over is almost her saying like, oh, the honeymoon phase is over. Yep. Like we fought to get here. We were happy. We were vibing. And now it's like, uh, you know, the the clover, which is often a sign of luck. It's like spring. It's rebirth. She's saying that's been ruined by this battle. Like it's mm-hmm. it's bloody now. There's bloodshed. And even though there's love there, does this mean like the sweet dream is over? The This relationship isn't going to last past this. Mm-hmm. And then clothes are also a symbolic remembrance of war too. Mm. So it's very interesting how she ties everything into this, like love, um, bloodshed, blossoming, remembrance. Like it's, I I love how she uses war and Mm. really ties it up with, you know, it's just like a fight. Yeah. With your heart breaking. (laughs) I know. And that's like the tears on the letter, Reminded me of Evermore when she sings Mm -hmm. um, writing letters addressed to the fire. It's like she can't quite communicate with him because she doesn't know quite what's going on. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're reaching for me, but I'm like, I'm remembering this. Like always remember what? Like is it her past? Is it her – the mistakes, the rebounds, the earthquakes? And she's focused on remembering that and that's the – those are the letters she's writing. That's the pain she's working through. That's what's keeping her up at night are these mm-hmm. like tears of past failures. And now she's like, but I don't, I don't want this if we can just survive this. Yeah. Cause I think like, is she paralyzed by fear? Yeah. I've seen that in my life. Like, you know, so many times you try, try, try to succeed. And if you're just continually failing, then you see one thing that is similar to your past relationships, one one tiny little thing. Yeah. And that spirals you out and like this isn't working out. And then you just become too afraid to actually fix the problem. Yeah. And like she's singing in the song, she's pushing him away. And like we've seen in I don't I don't remember what the song, it's just off the top of my mind, how she talks about he's like, no, like we're not we're not over. You cannot let me go. You know, I'm not breaking up with you. Like this is this is gonna stay. And I think this is really telling a story. Like in the between of you know, there's afterglow the fight, and then right now they're in that after the, the afterwards of the fight. Yeah. And, he, and she thinks he's gonna leave, but he's not going to. But she's yeah. getting ready for that. Yeah, it feels like like Dear John to would have, could have, should have is what Afterglow to this feels like, where it's mm-hmm. the same story, but it's from a different POV where she's like reflecting on it, but also being more honest about like her hand in it and kind of what damage was done mm-hmm. by she's taking, and to her. She's taking responsibility. Yeah. Like in yeah. Afterglow, she was not. Yeah. Here, she's like, she's tell like, me it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And here you're kind of like, you get to, and she's like, hey, like, I, this is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I drew, drew the curtains. I did this. Yeah. I did this. Like, you were trying to fix it. You yeah. were apologizing for what you did. And I was giving you the silent treatment. You had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads us directly into the next part of their fight. Uh, so she says, 
And I love what she does with the first two lines here. You drew up some good faith treaties. I drew curtains closed, drink my poison mm-hmm. all alone. You said I have to trust more freely, but diesel is a desire. You were playing with fire. And maybe it's the past that's talking, screaming from the crypt, telling me to punish you for things you never did. So I justified it. Oh, I love it. Yes. I like I everything about this. I know. And the way she sings, so I justified it. There's like this there's this grit to it where she's yes. like, I did it. Like I had to just like, I justified it. Like it's almost like dare me not to, um, even though it's all like, it's all big talk because she is truly like mourning it in yeah. now that she's over it. But yeah, no, I think this is a really powerful verse. Mm-hmm. Um, the you drew up some good faith treaties, like he's willing to work on it. He's willing, he's coming to the table, like ready to, you know, strike a truce waving that white flag no yeah (laughs) she's like she chooses like the she sees no hope like this drink my poison all alone feels very referential to romeo and juliet where it's like this useless choice it's this huge misunderstanding and it culminates in someone making the worst possible decision based on an instant instantaneous reaction and it's just like self-sabotage where she's like I I I couldn't come to the table with you. Like I I would rather like myself <laughs> than like <laughs> deal with this. Yeah. And you're telling me to trust more freely, but I literally cannot because every love that she's had has played with that. Every love has played with her desire to be loved. Mm-hmm. And she feels like it always ends in just burning disaster. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's the past that's talking. That's she's lost in the labyrinth of her own mind. Like she's she's recognizing these past traumas, especially with like screaming from the crypt. It's like these ghosts of past relationships. Yeah. Like the tomb won't close. And she's just like stuck feeling like this is always going to end in disaster because that's all she knows. Yeah. What I like about like how you tied in Romy and Juliet, because I was thinking about that parallel as well, is it really shows how far she's come. Because she mm-hmm. did like, you know, you know, of course she wrote Love Story. But when you think of Romeo and Juliet, you think of how young they were and how impulsive they were. Yeah. But they killed themselves yeah. over this love. And you see her kind of spiraling down the same the same rabbit hole that she's been gone through with all these other relationships. But throughout the song, you, you all, you sense that maturity and that like, wait, this isn't working. I need to fix this. Like she's really reveling in her anger and her pain. But throughout the song, she's like, I'm, I'm not 17 anymore. Yeah. Like, she's like recognizing she should be better. Yeah. Than what she's being yes. right now. She's looking back at all the past mistakes and she's saying, Oh, these ghosts are coming. Some of these ghosts are me because I made these mistakes. Some of these ghosts are past lovers because they made these mistakes. But I think she's really like showing this maturity of her throughout this. Like even her just saying, so I justified it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I did this, but I justified it. You know, I I, I was wrong, but this is what I was doing. Yeah. And one thing that I have to – point out because there are some weird things she puts in here that you really necessarily wouldn't catch on to because when you think diesel is desire like Mm -hmm. you're thinking of like gasoline and Mm -hmm. flame and light up but 
diesel actually isn't as flammable as like petrol so it's very interesting Ooh. i love what she did with it diesel diesel is desire because that's such a mm-hmm. that like rolls off your tongue mm-hmm. but diesel doesn't catch on fire as quickly as one would think oh, interesting yes yeah no i i think it is like a fun I kind of it. play yes. because you are like sitting there puzzling it out like diesel is desire you were playing with fire and playing with fire is so often like oh don't play don't make these stupid risks you'll get burned mm. but she's like but i've always loved that game almost like i've always been the one to play with it because that my desire yeah. is to be loved like to be desired like that's what she's sung about for albums on albums like that's what she's looked for and she's like you're playing with that and is it gonna make me catch fire or is it like is it good is it bad like is this a disaster or not yeah and here it's you were playing with fire the subject was playing with fire which means she was the problem in this like you know like they they got hot and heavy and then she just freaked out and she's like whoa yeah i don't know it almost feels like it's like you were playing with fire. So it could mm-hmm. be read as you were playing with me. You were playing with my feelings. And that's why I got mad because I don't trust you. Yeah. But it could also be like, you should have known better because I have all these problems. I have all these issues. Yeah. You should have expected this fight, this battle, this like argument. You should have known what you were getting into. Have you listened to my music? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, come on. And But then it's also like, oh, wait, but, but I – I still want to be in love. And so who's like lighting the match and is that a good or a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah. And like just working through. Yeah. I love that. I also, it's a throwback to stay, stay, stay. She's been, (laughs) she's been looking for that person who no matter what, if she throws a phone across the room, he's going to come in with a helmet. I can picture Joe doing that. So she found her stay, stay, stay person. A little bit more age appropriate, but we're happy for her. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah, I do like this this uh, this verse right now. It's it's great. Do you have anything else to add before I move on to no. the next chorus? Yeah, let's do it. There's just so much. I I could probably talk way more. I didn't have a lot more notes, but I'm like, oh, we, we covered <laughs> we covered everything. Okay, so chorus. So this is the chorus where it introduces the changes. All that bloodshed, crimson clover. Uh huh. The bombs were closer. My hand was the one you reached for all throughout the Great War. Always remember, uh huh. The burning embers. I vow not to fight anymore if we survive this Great War. Yeah. Mm. And this feels like a turn where before it felt like the threat was. I'm always going to remember these like tearful letters I wrote. I'm always going to remember like what happened to me in the past. Whereas now she's like, wait, I need to remember like this is the guy who built a fire just to keep me warm. Like this is the guy I want to like treasure. And so it feels like almost this turning point where she's like, oh, the things are getting serious. Like the bombs are near, like this is going to be the end, but am I ready to like give this up? Like, isn't this a relationship that's different than the past and worth Mm -hmm. fighting for at this point? Yeah. Cause she even like writing letters to the fire um, kind of, reminds me of Evermore with the burning embers in this chorus. And then Ivy, she, she calls love fire a blaze in a dark war and the fight of her life. Mm-hmm. So I really do think – I know I, Ivy technically isn't supposed to be about her, but it really does <laughs> – wink, wink. Um, but it ties really closely to a lot of her most recent songs mm-hmm. from the past few albums tie really closely to this fight. Yeah. Well, and there's just like clearly 
there's this realization that love has gone from burning red to daylight to maybe something deeper, maybe, I don't know, or maroony, but <laughs> it just seems like she's recognizing that simplifying love is impossible and it's in these layers that it's in this depth that a real relationship can flourish yeah and I feel like I don't like looking back at all of her relationships that she's had I wonder how much of them have been like a real relationship and I'm not saying as like a as opposed to a fake relationship but a real relationship with different depths different emotions day to day you fight I wonder if this is like where she was like, whoa, this is real. Yeah. Like we're actually in She's this. like, oh, bickering doesn't mean the end of a thing. Yes. You know? Like we're all adults now. We're not teenagers. Like we're yes. not <laughs> – I'm not dating a boy band member wondering why he keeps like ditching me on boats after New Year's, you know? Yes. And even like <laughs> you think of like you, – you think like, oh, Calvin Harris and her might have yeah. – like for sure they had like a deep relationship. Yeah. Yeah. How deep can you get with Yeah. <laughs> when you can't understand what he's saying on Snapchats. Um, but yeah, so I like how the course kind of leads us to, okay, this is introducing the fight. Now the fight is here. The bombs are getting closer, but the, but the embers are burning. Like she's like really taking us to maybe like the climax of mm-hmm. this fight. And that is in the bridge when she sings, it turned it into something bigger, something in the haze. Got it since I've been betrayed. Your finger on my hairpin triggers. Soldier down on the icy ground, looked up at me with honor and truth, broken and blue, so I called off the troops. That was the night I nearly lost you. I really thought I'd lost you. Oh, so sweet. I know. Mm-hmm. It's like so powerful. Like this is a really great bridge and you know, it, it comes on an album where it's not necessarily Bridge City. Um, yeah. And so it's a welcome, like, reminder of what she can do, like, to really carry you through to the point of the story with a bridge. Mm-hmm. And obviously this ties in with the whole album as she sings, like, Somewhere in the Haze, like this lavender haze where mm-hmm. it's meant to be this happy, cozy, romantic bubble she's protecting. But she got a sense she'd been betrayed and kind of, you know, it, it was a PTSD response. It was a triggering moment, and she she freaked out. And I think that's why this your finger on my hairpin triggers is so interesting, not only because, like, the hairpin of it all, which, again, she dropped in right where you left me, which is yep. – we don't have to go into that right now. Yep. I, I don't want to lose the point, but the, no, the idea of a hair yeah. trigger being, like, something is so sensitive and it can just fire at any second. And – you remember how she talked about my tears ricochet at the Long Pond Studio sessions where she mm-hmm. says, this person that you trusted more than anyone in the world is also the person that can hurt you most. Yeah. And that's like clearly a sensitive place for her where she's like, I've given this guy everything. What if he turns it back on me and I lose everything now? Because it's happened in the past. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's like, it's powerful the way she sings about this where it, it turned into something bigger. Like it, it was just a little fight that blew up. And she's, like, spent this whole song working through why. And like you said, this, like, a love is a fire. It's a blaze in the dark. It's a war. The fight, the goddamn fight of her life. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, in Ivy, she she kind of blames the person. Like, ah, oh, why did I fall in love with you? You're so bad for me. Like, we're having an affair, blah, blah, blah. But here she's, like, oh, shit. Like, I look down and I see you and it's just honor and truth. And it's, like, 
immediately reminded me of peace when she sings, it's like I'm wasting your honor. And I think she finally had this moment where she realized like, you're different than every other dude I've been with, every other Mm -hmm. person I've been with. And like, my heart's been borrowed. Yours has been blue. I blew things out of proportion. Now you're blue. I'm a fire and I'll keep your brutal heart warm. If you cascade ocean wave blues come, like don't want no other shade of blue, but you like, she's like, I'm going to protect this. And it's this like moment where she's like, no, I can't lose you. No matter my baggage, no matter what I've been through, no matter how I've been treated, you're worth this fight. Mm -hmm. One thing I was um, laughing about when I was researching this was peace because I'm in the song peace. I always assume like, oh, she can't give him peace because of who she is. She can't give him peace because she's this, you know, the biggest Super pop star, star in, yeah. in, in the world. And there's going to be paparazzi. Things are going to be thrown left and right from other people. Yeah. And then you sing, <laughs> you hear this and it's like, oh, so maybe she can't give <laughs> him problems. peace because of like, it's her. She's yeah. the problem. It's not her fame. Mm-hmm. It's like, even if she was me. Yeah. She couldn't give him peace, which is funny. Cause I like, when that, that song came out, I sent it to Lance. I'm like, this is your song. I can't give you peace. So it just makes it a little like Taylor Swift in the song just becomes so relatable to me because I've been in yeah. that situation where I've been mad at Lance and he's just yeah. like, why are you mad at me? And I can't yeah. put words to it. Yeah. But yeah. And it's like does. different than Afterglow where again, yeah. she's kind of like, oh, tell me you still love me. Like, <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. And there's this immaturity where she needs him to make her feel better. But here she's like, <clears throat> I recognize I have problems and anxiety, real bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I self-sabotage. I I I blow I overreact. And yeah. she's like, I'm not gonna pretend that's something I shouldn't change. Like she's like, I'm going to fight for this, mm-hmm. but I'm also gonna acknowledge that like you have been nothing but the one reaching out for me, trying to yeah. like be there for me, and I realize I need to change too protect what we have yeah it kind of makes me think of back on her even past friendships not like necessarily her relationships mm. but the how in this song you get the sense where she's just ready to cut ties just yes. cut ties by ghost yeah. them which i'm not saying taylor and i are the same person <laughs> but i've done that in friendships like something yeah. happened and i have like i do have like a traumatic past like I'm fine. But, you know, like being in foster care, being adopted, like there, there's like those PTS moments that kind yeah. of trigger that for me. And yeah, Taylor has things that trigger that for her. And you think about these friendships that she's had that you're like, why aren't they friends anymore? Like Diana, yeah. what happened to Diana? What happened yeah. to her violinist? Like what happened to all these people? And we just don't know. It could just be they got in a fight and she just, because of where she was at her life, she yeah. just couldn't deal with it. Just and put she the was walls like, down. Just yeah. Walls down. We're not like I'm I'm gonna be silent. We're yeah. over. And yeah. it does it just show a great depth of growth. I know I've said that, but this song is very mature. No, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, and that's why it is about growth. And that's why she mm-hmm. does sing about these flowers and she does reference this memory garden because it's not enough to just say, oh, like, sorry, <laughs> still love you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we have to learn from this. Like, we have to make this matter and, like, never forget it. Yep. And I think that's, like, what's so romantic is that it is easy to just be like, no, this isn't worth it. Like, I have to protect my mental health. I have to – obviously, this isn't working for me for whatever reason, for whoever's to blame. But instead, to make the choice, like – oh, seeing this like moment where I could have lost you made me realize that no, this is this is worth like 
working for. And um, I think it's very pretty. Yeah, I do. And then let's go to the post-chorus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's post-course, you guys. And then verse three, we can plant a memory garden, say a solemn prayer, place a poppy in my hair. There's no morning glory. It was war. It wasn't fair. And we will never go back. And then chorus, to that blood shed, crimson clover, uh-huh. The worst was over in my hand was the one you reached for all throughout the great war. Always remember, uh-huh. We're burned for better. I vowed I would always be yours because we survived the Great War. And then into the outro, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I will always be yours because we survived the Great War, Uh uh-huh. I vow I will always be yours. Yeah. It's so – I love it. It's like – I think it's like the the way it builds where you have Mm -hmm. this war imagery. You have the – the poppies symbolizing remembrance of World War One, especially in the UK, and um, but then you also have the imagery of flowers. So while there's yep. the parallel of death and loss and destruction and just like pain, you also have this rebirth, this growth, this promise of a new day, and they're working together. And I think that's reality, right? Like. Yep no one gets this happily ever after that's just sunshine and roses. There's always these ebbs and flows, not only in your personal life, but in how you as a person can react to those things in your relationship and all of that. And so this like prayer she's building up to where she's like, we're going to plant a memory garden. Like we are going to remember it. We're going to dedicate it to this, this fight, this turning point. And we're going to like make sure that we treasure and like care and, cultivate that garden so that we don't end up in these same situations again Mm -hmm. and so you have the poppy you have the morning glory which is a symbol of rebirth because it it constantly lives and dies lives and dies it every day is a new day for the morning glory to bloom and I think that's just like a perfect final flower Mm -hmm. to be like it was war it wasn't fair and we will never go back like it's like Every day is a new chance to start over. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I like that, like, in the verse three, if you listen to it, and I don't know if this is throughout the whole song, but I saw a TikTok on this. You can hear, you know, the, the drums, a pitter-patter of drums, mm. and, like, the the clashing of, of cymbals, and it kind of puts you into that, like, into the war, you know, when you hear the... Or even in a remembrance parade, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of put me in back back to there and that, how she sings like we'll never go back. Where you know they're planting something that can grow, like the flowers you talked about, and then in the background you kind of have that like parade feel mm-hmm. like on Memorial Day when they do those parades yeah. in the U.S. And yeah. even the turning of the worst was over, like like citing the great war i think is an interesting choice because obviously after the end of world war 1 they didn't think there'd be a world war 2 and that's why they called it the great war and so she's like the worst is over like this this is it like this is it and i don't think she's trying to say like but there's a world war 2 coming like i Easter think egg. she's more <laughs> yeah. i think she's more saying like no we're going to like move forward from this mm-hmm. and and that we're burned for better is just like it's so beautiful and there's so much depth to it where it's like you have these scars but you've learned more about yourself but you've also healed together where it's Mm -hmm. like you're able to see things differently now because she's like reached this new level of kind of 
um, you know, taking responsibility Mm -hmm. and also realizing what real love should be. And I think it's like, you know, we're burned for better. Like, uh, sounds sort of like a scar that would be the color of maroon. I... (laughs) Right? Like it's just after like after you yeah. get that scar, it's healing. It's yeah. I love that. And one thing I like too is when you look at the outro, within the, the chorus, she always talks she's always talking in past tense. Mm-hmm. I vowed I'd be yours. I vowed, I vowed, I vowed, I vowed. Um and then in the chorus, in the last line, she goes, I vow, I will always be yours. So she's kind of like looking at a present tense. She's like I vowed and I am still vowing Yeah, that we're never going to go back to that. Like, I'm yours. And it's like immediately like the vows remind you of Lover, the song yeah. where she gives those vows almost in a song where she's like, you know, this is a promise I'm going to make. And she constantly is making these promises in peace, in daylight, in New Year's Day, in Long Story Short, where she's like, no more keeping score. I just want to keep you warm. Like there's this idea that there is this depth of promise in their relationship and that's why I think she's so flippant in like Lavender Haze where she's like everyone just wants me to be your wife but this is like so much bigger than mm-hmm. some legal pe- piece of paper like yeah. I our promises mean so much more than whatever public facing term we could plant on ourselves like I just yeah. think she's trying to again emphasize that these vows they've made in private mean so much more to her than anything she'd do in public yep cute I know. I like this one. Um, so question for you. Can I ask you a question? Oh, I love it. Yeah. We are back to the vault edition because we haven't really been doing the bonus tracks Oh yeah. as much. Um, yeah. And if anyone doesn't remember, when we were doing um, Red, the vault tracks that she were released, so um, it's, it's like a bonus slash vault edition. Yeah. If there was a song <laughs> that you'd have to kick out of bed to make room for the Great War, would you? Yeah. And if see. you would, what song would you kick out of bed? I 100% would. <laughs> You're like, yes. After our conversation, after we wrapped up last week, I was like, yeah, she's going to want to kick something out of bed. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, that's the thing about the 3 a.m. tracks is they hold a lot of the things yeah. I love about Taylor songs, which mm-hmm. are the powerful bridges, which are the emotional, like, deep – thoughtful lyrics and for whatever reason and there's a lot of interesting analysis to be had in why she chose the 13 tracks she did and why it has been this more like peppy glitter gel pin persona of the bejeweled music video and the anti-hero sparkles compared to her like earthy 70s vibes that you get in the aesthetics for it that don't always match mm-hmm. but I think I think it's like in, an interesting thought exercise to think what the album would have been like with this on the main. I can I guess for you? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to decide. Is it oh, Labyrinth? Oh yeah, I would I okay. would cut Labyrinth for anything. Okay, okay. I haven't listened to Labyrinth since the album came out, which oh. I probably should come around to it, give it another chance. But even preparing for this, I reread the lyrics and I was like, "There's nothing here." <laughs> Oh, maybe I should pick Labyrinth and we would have been out and about really fast. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, I'm falling in love again. Like, okay. And whereas I think more. this is the more interesting, like, she does have to actively work through that tangled web she's built herself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. that's a great okay. replacement. And I know we are coming up on time. So, do you have a tailor of it all? 
I think the we're burned for better is like mm-hmm. one of her best lines in this song because it's so yeah. simple, so so specific, and yet just contains multitudes of readings in depth. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, <laughs> <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing still, you guys. So the Easter egg for me is you mentioned it, the, pl- the, the planting flowers throughout the song. I really like that. The violets, the clovers, the poppies, the morning glow. It's her memory garden that, you know, she's planting to remember not yeah. to fight anymore. Like the yeah. blood that was shed. So I think that's like a really great Easter egg. Mm-hmm. I love that. I me? liked the nod to Lavender Haze in somewhere in the haze got a sense I got I've been betrayed because lavender haze is such an optimistic idea like she's like I don't care about anyone else I'm so happy my lavender haze and here it's the reality is like well actually like (laughs) relationships are work but I don't mean it in like the cis straight like I hate my partner, but every day is a challenge. I just mean like there will be moments where you aren't in that bubbly like cloud. And I think it's nice that she referenced that song here to tie it together as sort of like, you thought I was staying up celebrating my love, but actually three hours later I was losing my mind over what could go wrong with this love. (laughs) I do like that Easter egg. I really like that. Um, Okay, everyone wants to know, what grade are you giving the song? I give it a solid A. Yay, me too. I think it's one that's like, obviously there's more bops and like maybe other ballads that are more, I don't know, it's just like so powerful. The music works well. I love Aaron Dessner's like touch on anything. So Mm -hmm. I really just think this is a great song. Perfect. Um, And it's making tour. Do you want to see it performed? It's interesting to imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh. I feel like she could skip it. Yeah. um, Because one, it's sort of a bonus track. And two, it is sonically different than most of Midnight's. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I feel like it won't be on it, I guess. Yeah. Maybe if. Like a B stage, maybe. Yeah, B stage. Yep. Okay. We did it. We got through it. We did it, you guys. We have a one minute. We're gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna come over to Shelby to do that. Oh yeah, I forgot. No, I mean it's uh it's been great, and I'm excited to talk next week about who knows what. Um, we're getting to like the tail end of songs. Yeah, and um, they're all they've all been delightful to like work through. I think there's something fun about this album, whether you love the music or not. And I think it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But we are on um, Instagram at Swiftish Podcasts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And ta- uh, Ashley's trying um, some fun. <laughs> She's exposing <laughs> me on TikTok. And, Every now and um, <laughs> you can follow her at Millennial Swifty. Mm-hmm. Do we or, have a Swiftish podcast? Yes, and Swiftish podcast. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, the one where I expose you is on Swiftish podcast. Yeah. And by careful. I just mean yeah. when I have enough time, I make a TikTok yeah. of a part of our talking, but sometimes yeah. we don't look our best. Yeah, no. If you want to see us, um, see us laughing, watch Ashley choke through her coughs oh on mute, gosh. you can always join our Patreon, um, which you can find at patreon.com slash Swiftish Podcast. Um, good vibes there. But until next time, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor, we will always be yours. Oh, <laughs> unless I'm coughing. Yeah, that haze. <laughs> Even then, we're powering through it.